0: Our scripture passage this morning, as we continue on, remember, young people, you guys are meeting in the back, go with Jane and Sky, and they'll take care of you. That's the children's children's service back there. Super. And for you adults, I want you to stay here, okay? Don't take off on me. I'd like you to stay here. I'm in First Peter chapter three, remember we've been doing a series in the book of Peter. And uh, today we're uh, on message number 16. So as you can tell, we've really been diving into First Peter, uncovering the truths and applying them to our lives. Well today we're in First Peter chapter 3 verses 13 through 17. and I'm going to invite you to follow along with me as we take a look at that passage. So again, First Peter chapter 3, and we're looking at verses 13 through 17. If you have a copy of God's Word, I encourage you to open it up and follow along. If not, it'll be up on the screen, so follow along as I read that. Here's what it says. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. evil. Here is the reading of our passage this morning. If you had the cure for cancer, would you share that cure or would you keep it to yourself? Atheist Penn Gillette is one half of Penn and Teller, a duo that has been headlining Vegas shows for years with comedy and the art of illusion. Penn has never been shy about his disbelief in God, often writing about his conviction in articles and best-selling books. Yet, in an online video blog that can be found on YouTube, Penn shares a story about the time a gracious Christian businessman gave him a Bible as a gift. Penn goes on to use the story as an opportunity to point out that Christians who don't evangelize must really hate people. Here's the direct quote from his video blog. And this is Penn talking. I've always said, you know, that I don't respect people who do not proselytize. I don't respect that at all. If you believe that there's a heaven and a hell and people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life for whatever, and you think it would make it socially awkward so you don't say anything, he says, that bothers me. And when you have atheists talking about this stuff, saying, hey, don't bring your religion to me, and they just leave it alone there, saying, don't bother me, how much do you hate somebody then if you won't try to proselytize or change them? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? I mean, if I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming to hit you and you didn't believe it, and that truck was bearing down on you, there's a certain point where I tackle you. Isn't eternal life more important than that? We have a cure, but we don't talk about it too much. I wish I could say to you this morning that sharing your faith is optional. Leave it up to the preacher or leave it up to the elders, or leave it up to so-and-so who seems to be able to talk to people. I wish I could tell you that, but you know, if I said that, that would be a lie. Each of you must be ready to talk about Jesus. First Peter 3.15 says this, we just read it. But in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared... To give an answer to everyone who asks you, to give the reason for the hope that you have. Second Timothy says this: Do the work of an evangelist. And by evangelist, we're just saying, talk about Jesus. We have the cure. not this it's this but yet we don't talk about it too much do we why is that well the scripture passage here this morning in chapter 3 as well as other passages within the bible make it very clear that one of the expectations that god has placed on each of our lives is that we talk about Jesus it's not an option it's something that we must do and since we have no choice but to be obedient and talk about Jesus this morning I want to share three things that you can do to prepare yourself to march in obedience to this exhortation to talk about Jesus and 1 Peter here, chapter 3, I believe, gives us three areas of three areas where we need to invest as by means of using these areas to prepare ourselves to talk about Jesus. Okay? So here in chapter 3, Peter gives us three areas where we need to invest some time in order for us to walk in obedience. And by obedience this morning we're talking about talking about Jesus. So what must I do in order to prepare myself to talk? About Jesus, because let's be honest, that's not always easy, is it? Okay, we're gun shy. We're a little reserved when it comes to talking about Jesus, and rightly so. But that doesn't exempt us from pursuing that mandate that Jesus has given us. So, how do we prepare for this? Because we need to do it. Well, here's the three areas. We begin with number one. Uh, I think, believe, I think Peter is telling us here in chapter three. Uh, in order to talk about Jesus, we need to prepare ourselves mentally. That's, so that's the first point. Prepare ourselves mentally. There are three words and phrases here that Peter uses that reflect to the reflect about this mental preparation. First of all, verse 15. In verse 15, we are instructed, if you look at that verse, we are instructed to set Apart Christ as Lord, and that's there in the first part of verse fifteen. But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. To paraphrase those words, to set apart Christ as Lord, we're talking about being obedient. Just very simple here: be obedient. When you have set Christ apart as your Lord, you're being obedient. Uh, let me let's pursue that some more. The word that is used. For Lord, okay, the word that's translated Lord, the title, the word that is given to Jesus here, uh, comes from the Greek word "kyrios," and it means a person exercising absolute ownership and rights, okay? A person exercising absolute ownership and rights. So the first exhortation that Peter gives us that will help us prepare our minds to talk about Jesus is setting Jesus apart as the absolute owner of our life. If Jesus is absolute owner of our life and he has all the rights to our life, that natural outcome of that will be talking about Jesus Christ. So Peter says we need to begin. We need to make things right. We need to finalize things in our mind that Jesus is truly my master. That's another word for Lord, master. He has absolute rights. And when we get that right, then the natural thing to flow out of that is talking about Jesus. Okay, so that's number one. So we set apart Christ as Lord. Number two, part of our mental preparation is understanding that the opportunity to talk about Jesus could arise at any moment. Back to verse 15, set Jesus Christ apart as Lord, and then it says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks, okay? Notice Peter doesn't say, okay, on Tuesday, everybody, get ready, okay? He doesn't say, okay, Friday's a big day when it comes to talking about Jesus, get ready. He doesn't say that. He says, always be prepared. And so that is another aspect of our mental preparation. Okay, one, we need to be in tune and making Jesus Christ the master because he has the absolute rights to our life. That's number one in our mental preparation. Then second of all, Peter says, you got to understand, the opportunity to talk about Jesus can happen at any moment. So what's going to happen today as you guys depart from this sanctuary and go somewhere, whether it's for lunch or wherever, there's going to be a good chance that you're going to have an opportunity to talk about Jesus, okay? So be prepared. That's part of it. Mentally, we're being ready for this. Thirdly, part of being ready to talk about Jesus is what I call just preparation. Just preparation. What do I mean by that? In other words, you need to spend some time equipping yourself with a gospel presentation. You don't have to know a presentation word for word, but I think... To alleviate some of the fear that we have when it comes to talking about Jesus is we need to do some preparation. Because often the excuse is when we come to talk about Jesus, we better keep our mouth shut because we're going to botch it up because we don't know what to say. Or if we say something, it's going to be wrong. Well, let's alleviate that fear. Let's get rid of that fear. And let's just spend a little time making a little bit of preparation. Let's just read a couple and study through a couple of presentations of the gospel. And you don't have to have them word for word. God is so great that he can take our mumble jumble and he can save somebody. But we need to invest a little time of preparation, all right? So there's a lot of good things out there. There's the bridge illustration, the bad news, good news method, the Roman's road, okay? There are some gospel presentations that I would encourage you to pursue. In fact, we're going to come back to this, all right, at the end of the message. Hang in there and I'll show you what I'm talking about. So we're talking about mental preparation, all right? That's what Peter first says. In order to talk about Jesus, he says we need to get mentally prepared. And there's three things there. Hopefully you got them written down in your outline. And then he moves on to a second category. Not only mental preparation, he says you need to be prepared emotionally. See, sharing your faith requires emotional preparation. So we're looking at the last half of verse 15. And we're also looking at verse 16. And we find Peter addressing the necessary emotional preparation that is needed in our lives in order to talk about Jesus. And he says we are to work at being gentle, number one. And then he says work at being respectful. And then verse 16, he says uh, have a clear conscience. In other words, he wants us to be authentic. So we we are gentle, we are respectful, and we are authentic when it comes to sharing Jesus or talking about Jesus. So that's all talking about emotional preparation here. Uh, let's dwell for a few moments on each of those particular words that Peter has shared, such as gentleness, respect, and a clear conscience. First, to prepare yourself mentally, you want to be gentle, it says. Be gentle as you talk to somebody about Jesus. Now, I ask myself, why is gentleness so important here? Why do we need to be gentle? Um, typically those who are uh, receptive to the gospel are experiencing some kind of difficulty. Uh, Rick Warren, who is a pastor of the Saddleback Church in California, he shares that people are most receptive to the gospel when they are in transition or tension. Okay, There's two things, transition or tension. Transition includes things such as a new job, A new baby has come into the family. Uh, There's been a school change, so they're in a new school. Or they have just bought a new home and have moved into the community. Uh, Those are transitions. And it's at those moments of transition, they say, that people are receptive and wanting to know more about church. I've just moved from another community to this community, and we're thinking we need to go to church. You got an opportunity to talk about Jesus, okay? But we want to be... Gentle in those moments because they're in transition. Okay, Are you with me a little bit on that? You see how we need to be a little bit sensitive, gentle? Uh, also remember tension. Tension includes things like divorce, loss of job. There's an illness. Uh, maybe the marriage and their family are having difficulty. They're at odds with one another. And they're going to talk about it. When we are hurt, we want to talk about it. That's how we get some of that healing in our lives, we want to talk about it. And so it's at that time, when they're in tension, we gently step into their life and we talk about Jesus, okay? Talk about Jesus. So when people are in transition or tension, they are looking for gentle answers. So we are gentle. Also, we have there, Peter says, be respectful. Demonstrate respect. Uh And I think respect kind of goes hand in hand with this idea of gentleness. Uh, You know, when somebody is going through some kind of a tension in their life, whether it's difficulty in a marriage, they're hurting. They don't want to feel like an outcast. They don't want to feel like a loser because of the things that are going on to their life. And I think we have an opportunity to step into the life and restore their respect. That they are craving at that time. When they're hurting. They want to know. Am I yesterday's old news? I mean. Wh- what am I? And we have an opportunity. With gentleness and respect. Saying hey. God has a plan for you. I've been, your, been where you've been. Jesus was my answer. Here's what Jesus helped me do. When I found him as Lord and Savior. Man. You know. You, you get the point. What I'm talking about here. And then lastly, it says clear conscience. Okay, we're talking about emotional preparation, clear conscience. The context of today's passage that we read here, 1 Peter 3, seems to indicate that uh, when you talk about Jesus, you may encounter hostility. You may encounter hostility. So what happens to us when we step into a situation where there's hostility? What, what is our reaction? All right, bring it on, bring it friend, Okay. When we're in hostility, right? And I think Peter understands that. He says, okay, guys, I want you to have a clear conscience about this. Uh, Understand your emotional swings and your emotional uh, outbursts, if they will. Uh, Be in control because control is needed in this situation. Because if we are out of control, the wrong thing is going to be said. And this person who needs gentleness and respect will be walking with their back towards you because they did not like what you said. So, with a clear conscience, we are operating with control. Working to keep this clear conscience so that the gospel is not tainted. So, we're talking about mental preparation, first of all. Then emotional preparation, here's the third category. I call it situational preparation. Prepare situational Uh, Verse 16 tells us to live good lives. Live good lives. There's a marquee uh, up there at the First Christian Church. Have you guys driven by First Christian Church this week? And did you see what's up there? It goes like this. Share the gospel. Use words if necessary. Okay, did you guys catch that this week? Uh, The whole idea is behavior. Our behavior needs to match The message, okay? So, that's the situation. We're preparing ourselves. We need the good behavior um, in order to spread the good news. Now, let me just interject and throw something here quick. Uh, Share the gospel. Use words if necessary. Most of us are going to say, I hope I don't have to use words, okay? That's where we're going to be. That's where we're going to be. You have to use words, okay? That's just part of it because if you are living the good behavior they're going to say why why aren't you bothered here i mean we both work for the same company and you lost your job and you're smiling what's the deal are you going to just stand there hoping that your good behavior we got to talk we got to talk it's just part of it okay we got to talk all right so that's one of the situations be prepared to talk. And uh, in verse 17, it says that you need to prepare uh, situationally for you may suffer for doing good. You may experience some hostility. And I know that doesn't encourage you. Here I am trying to encourage you. Speak about Jesus. Don't be bashful. Don't be afraid. And then we come to this passage. Peter says, ah, and there may be some hostility. And we're going, oh, just great, right? That's great. Well, we don't want to focus on the hostility, but what does it say in that passage? Look at verse 17. It is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So, talking about Jesus is a good thing. God's top 10 things. Right up at the top is talking about Jesus. It's a good thing. What are the good things that God loves? When we talk about Jesus. Okay. So it's a good thing. That's where we need to focus. Not the hostility, okay? They just they don't understand, really. You know, we've we've brought the cure to them. Remember that? We've brought the cure to them, and we just want to talk about it and share it with them. But they're hostile. They are the ones that are missing out. We're just doing good and our ultimate goal first of all is to please whom our savior isn't it you bet you bet all right when it comes to preparing to talk about jesus i really can't do too much uh, for you to prepare you emotionally uh, and situationally okay yeah that preparation comes through your prayer time and the reading of scripture and then at that point taking a step of faith and actually crossing the line and talking, okay? And that'll come through your prayer and your Bible reading. God will equip you. God will help you in all this. That's a guarantee. So you'll be able to do it. Uh, But that preparation comes through your time with God. But I think I can help you with the mental preparation, all right? Uh, Part of mental preparation is having a plan. Remember that? We talked about that at the very beginning. I said, I'm going to come back to it. Uh, I got a plan for you. I want to help you out. So we're going to get you ready. We're going to give you some meat here, some concrete things that you can do to talk about Jesus. Are you ready? Okay, here's what we're going to do. You have permission. Oh, I forgot my cell phone. You got permission to take your cell phones out. Nance, do you have yours? Could I borrow yours? You don't have one either, huh? (laughs) She's got one. Can I uh, use it like mine? Okay. So how do I open this up? Okay, we'll use Nancy's. You don't trust me, do you? Okay, everybody take your... You, no, we'll just go to the apps. Take out your cell phone. Now, I, of course, I have an iPhone here, an Apple iPhone. But as you know, everybody, on your screens, you have that one thing called apps, right? And I want you to take out your phone, and you have permission to do this. Yes, you can take it out in church. Okay. And uh, go ahead and press the app button, if you would. And uh, you're going to bring up the apps in your phone. And maybe one of you have already done this, and if so, good job, good job. So you've pressed the app, and you've brought up the app page in your phone. Uh Let's do a search, and uh, what I want you to do as far as search, put in Crosstalk by Eventel. Here, it's up on the screen for you. Put in the search up there on your app, where you're searching your apps. Put in Crosstalk by Eventel, just like that, and bring that up. Are we there, everybody? App Store, at the App Store. So where are we at, so those of you with phones and stuff? Are we there? Did it bring up uh, Crosstalk at your app store there? See that? Okay. Now this, it, uh, the quirky part about it is it's an animation, and that's kind of depends where you're at with animations. That's what I kind of call quirky. But it's spot on in presenting the gospel. So I would encourage you to put that app on your phone, and what it'll do is walk you through the, bad news, good news presentation of the gospel. And you'll have to play with it a little bit, but it takes you to the scripture. It also gives you an illustration to illustrate the point. And then, of course, there's another button there called next, so you can move on if you will. But that's a good one. That's a good one. The only quirky part is the animation, okay? There's also sound with it. Um, So, but that's a good one. So familiarize yourself with that. And then when you're talking about Jesus and you see, man, this person, this person is ready for this, pull out the cell phone, and there you go, all right? Another app that you may enjoy a little bit better, uh, again, we're back in the app store. Uh, and then just put in the search sharing the gospel in your app store. In the search, put in sharing the gospel. Again, we got her up here on the screen for you. And what you're going to find is you're going to find about a half dozen different uh, mobile apps that you can download for, again, just sharing the gospel. And the one that I want you to really focus on is called The Bridge. You'll see that there. It's in Spanish and it's in English. You just push the English button and then, then you'll understand it if you're in my situation. I thought, oh, rats, I put this on my phone and it's in Spanish. And I thought, oh, that's not going to help me. But uh, there is an English button, thankfully. So I want to encourage you to take a look at that one. Those are the two apps that I have uh, put down on my phone, the bridge illustration. And what that does is takes you through, and uh, you've probably seen it before, there's a, uh, there's a big, uh, you know, man, and, man is on one side, and then there's just a big chasm, and God is on the other side. And uh, everybody wants to get from man's side to God's side, enjoy life eternal. But in that chasm, there's something that separates us from God, and that what separates us from God is sin. But you can walk this individual through that. Typically, a lot a lot of guys used to do is they'd go in a restaurant, sit down in a booth, they'd pull out a napkin, and then they begin drawing the bridge illustration. And uh, that way, share the gospel with this individual. But uh, but of the two, the simplest is the uh, uh, crosstalk, where it shares the bad news, good news. That's that, to me, as I walked through that and used it, it was that's pretty clear, pretty easy. Uh, but if you're looking for a little more detail, the bridge illustration, although that's good and clear, too, it just has a little bit more detail that you can uh, add to it. And the crosswalk is just, just short and simple. It's really good. All right. So now, this morning, you are leaving church with something in order to prepare you mentally to talk about Jesus. You have the cure. Okay, you have the cure. Satan will want you to button your lips and not say anything. Zip it and throw away the key. Understand that. That's what he's going to want you to do. But you have the Holy Spirit living within you, that powerful force that will enable you to give the right words and say the right things at the right time. And perhaps the app on your phone will be of assistance to you. So, talk. About Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, again, thanks for the opportunity to uh, be reminded that we have a responsibility. And of course, that responsibility is just to talk about you. Uh, You have the words of life. And it's through you that we experience eternal life. Lord, we do have the cure. May we, I pray for us, Lord, may we be bold, may we be courageous and exercise faith, and step out, and talk about Jesus. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.